0: Differently, it may be a little bit uncomfortable for a moment, but you'll get over it real quick because what the Lord is prepared to do causes everything else to to pale in comparison. So why don't you lift your voice and just thank Him for what He is fixing to do in 2024? Why don't you thank Him right now? God, You're so good to us, so good to us. Clap your hands to the Lord. You may be seated. Love our, uh, your pastor, our friends, their family. Love you dearly and uh, so grateful. When we, when Jody and I started, when we got married, she was raised in church. So basically she said, we've been to get married. You've been to be a preacher. It's kind of how it went. But anyway... Uh, one of the first gigs that we got after we got married was uh, in Olive Branch, Mississippi, which is where we met. And then it wasn't long after that, of course, uh, your daddy invited us to go preach. And the thing about, uh, and I thought about Brother Cook this morning and talking about the elder. I thought about him this morning, and I know he is dearly missed, but I want to say this because uh, the gift of God on him recognized something in me. And, and he was doing some meetings, th- several of them regionally, and he ca- he ca- and he would call me just randomly, he would call me, "How's Brother Brian?" And I said, like, "Oh Lord, what have I done?" <laughs> And he, and he would talk to me for a while and he'd say, I, I want you to come to such such meeting. Or he'd call and say, how's my friend? And he'd he'd ask me to come and I thought I'm not the feller equipped for this. But he saw God used him. Those were some of the first opportunities for me to recognize the gift of God in my life and how to walk in it without fear, without reservation, without any type of a pretentious behavior with humility and how to earn humility. And I, I thought about that this morning. I thought it is so wonderful to say that we can walk into the supernatural because of people like Elder Hank Cook, who recognized the gift of God. And that spirit abides today. Because collectively we start to recognize some things about the Lord and invite them in. They may seem like little old nothing, but the Lord has prepared to do powerful things with them. And I'm grateful for those opportunities because they have they have led us here today. My wife, uh, she has been sickly, so she. Regrettably, she actually took time off to be able to be here so that we could be with family and friends, spend time together. And it's never good for me to show up by myself because she writes the sermon. She does all the praying and whatever. And so, joking aside, uh, she said, you please make sure to tell him I want to be there so bad. And So she's heart sick that she cannot be here. She may try over the next couple of days. Uh, To make it over by the grace of God. But then she called this morning and said her mother is sick. So we put her in the west wing and the other one in the east wing. There ain't no wings left in the house. So we said, uh, all right, you got to get well and you can come over this way. So who knows over the next few days. But she sends greetings this morning in the courts of God. I'm excited at what I feel. And thank you for the worship team. Leading us into the courts of the king. Isn't he wonderful? Amen. I want to uh, pray before I turn your attention. I'm not a, a uh, I'm actually not going to read my text like they ordinarily do and then try to, I'm just going to happen into it. But I'll tell you what we are going to do. We're going to pray and not just Lord help the preacher kind of a prayer. But we are going to speak into the atmosphere. God said, I've shifted it. I just need some shifted people to walk into it. So we're going to speak into the atmosphere kind of prayer. And we are going to declare, you've been fasting. You've been praying. And we have together joined our prayer and fasting efforts. We're going to lift our voices over the next few, few moments. Knowing that God has shifted things position ourselves to receive would you dare to do that with me you can lift your hands to the Lord Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thank you for your presence today every word, every song every testimony thank you for the anointing of your presence that has saturated this house in our hearts, we declare your kingdom We declare Your power. We declare Your majesty, Your jurisdiction. We declare Your kingdom, the gift of God, and the reordering of things, old pathways that made it easy for the adversary to influence our thinking. I cut them off right now in Jesus' name. Old relationships and ideas that that, that gain somehow by access superiority in our minds or in our lives. I cut you off in Jesus' name right now. We shut you down and we declare the kingdom of God. An open access from the throne room of heaven. We thank you God that today you would make it easy for us to hear and, and walk in and be bold and understand and proclaim. The gift of God and the direction of God. We thank you, Lord, for ministering spirits in the house of the Lord. We bless you, Lord. We declare it in our lives and in our families and in our home. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout that wonderful name. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Let's let let it just roar out for a moment. Come on lift up your voice. I'm grateful to have my boys with me today, Zeke and Landon that we have traveled together all year, that even this year we're able to be uh, in our annual uh, student ministries endeavors. This would be like 13 years that we have worked in South Asia and India. They sold goat milk soap and chicken eggs and everything, and uh, so they have traveled all over the country and all over the world this year, but I'm thankful to have them in the house of the Lord today. They are blessed, uniquely gifted individually, and uh, I'm so proud of them and so thankful that they're able to be with us in the house of the Lord. Uh, if Brother, if there ever were a basket I'd like to sit in, I promise you, it's that one right there. Is right. That, that is a wonderful, wonderful, uh, yeah. that, and that's not an idea. I hope you understand that. That's not a, a, a program for this year, but there is something supernatural that has been released through that. So that's wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, 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 I have been broke enough to recognize the value of money. And broken enough to recognize the subtle value of being fixed. I, I've spent enough time in spiritual drought to recognize the value of one drop of water. And I recognize what the Lord is desiring to do in this house. Now we... Uh, Over the last several months, we've had some victories, maybe some not-so-victories, some challenges, some breakthroughs, triumphs, tragedies, but today, we are prophesying a movement forward into the unknown, but I'm not staying any longer. I'm moving forward, and I, I want to... I would say just preach to you, but I, I want you to understand, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not just preaching a subject matter to get you encouraged for the next several months. I'm speaking into the atmosphere, okay? The way forward. So maybe you're leaving some mess up and some failure, and, or maybe you missed some great opportunity. I want to preach to you, I want to prophesy to you the way forward over the next few moments. When you look at uh, the Word of God, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, among many things, you'll, you'll find insight, you'll find guidance, you'll find encouragement, you'll find cadence, you'll find rhythm. And the reason for that, especially in the Old Testament, is because these were slaves and prisoners and vagabonds, and they didn't have a written text, and so they had to memorize. And so... They knew that if they put cadence and rhythm, it made it easier for them to recite and and rehearse and remember. So you'll find rhythm and you'll find cadence. But another thing that you'll find in this book is direction. And specifically, you'll find out that it moves in one direction. It moves from beginning to the end. It moves from back here to forward and it does not turn around. You you could pick up on points throughout of uh, this holy text. For example, uh, Solomon's song, which is the biblical version of Days of Our Lives. I don't know y'all have ever seen that, so I don't know what you're laughing at. Yeah, Solomon's song. One evening, the bride said, "Something stopped by my house last night and touched." the door handle on the outside and I can smell, as it were, ointment that belongs in a burial cavern. I can smell, as it were, the ointment that belongs in a priesthood beyond the veil. It was as if the master himself had stopped by from beginning of time and just said, Honey, I want to let you know we're going somewhere. And I just stopped by to let you know we're not turning backward. We're moving forward. Let me tell you what you've been feeling over the last few moments of today. Gathering together is a direction. God is taking us somewhere. And of course, it, it would be remiss of myself to not acknowledge that the enemy, obviously his work, is to turn things in an opposite direction or to get us caught in the past. To get us caught in things we've missed, locked in some pain, locked in some failure, locked in some uh, reliving of faults and mistakes and things that we have done. But to his dismal dismay, there is no reverse in God's economy. There are no turnarounds, only forward motion in the economy of God. And when you look at the many characters whose lives are laid bare for us to see and and look at, recorded and documented in Scripture, you'll see that God never refers to them in their past, but He only refers to them in their future situation. You'll find that now the Scripture, when it talks about folks like Jacob, Jacob was jacked up, messed up. He was a game player. Now the Scripture may have referred to him as Jacob, But when God met with him, he only referred to him as Israel. As one who had power with God. He wouldn't refer to his past. Because God's not the kind of God that looks or works backwards. He moves forward. And he'll do whatever he has to do. He'll remove it far as the east is from the west. He'll cover it under the banner of his love. But he will turn a game player and somebody who has lived a life of awful torment into a forward-moving miracle in the courts of God. Apostle Paul, in all of his arrogance and foolery and humanity and quandary, finding his way through the records. See, Paul declared, I've been shipwrecked. I've been left alone. He's looking at his past. I've been beaten. I've been left for dead. I've been imprisoned. I've been rejected. I've been discarded even by other church folk. But then he begins to acknowledge the divine element. I never stayed there, but I pressed toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as nothing that I may win him. There is a way forward. Are you hearing me? you shake your neighbor right now and say you stay there if you want to. But I'm fixing to walk into this thing and watch God use me mightily in 2024. I'm going to watch God do some great things. Even the church body itself throughout history has suffered great things. Maybe locally, maybe corporately over the last several months. Been through some things that doesn't make sense. It frustrates It has left you in shock. It's left you angry. It's left you frustrated. It's left you faltering. And maybe some of it belongs to bad choices you've made. Maybe it belongs to people you've been hanging out with or people that have kept you captive in their company. Contagious bad attitudes, contagious bad spirits. But there's a way forward. There's a way forward. And as much as it would be natural for us to to sit and just say, I I need a moment to recoup. I need a moment to regather myself because of what I've been through. Let, Let me read you a text here. The writer of the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 38. Now the just shall live by faith. And if anyone turns backward, my soul has no pleasure in him. Modern vernacular. Those who think in reverse don't make me happy because that ain't where I'm going, saith the Lord. Verse 39. But we are not of those who draw back or turn backwards under perdition. We are those who are thinking forward motion under the saving of the soul. We do not belong to the generation who works backwards. I don't care what you did 20 minutes ago. I'm talking about the courts of the king right now. I'm talking about the gift of God in the house of God right now. June 5th, 1940. A pivotal moment in the world. The German war machine with its tyrant at helm was charging violently across Europe. And now finally, the Isle of England was in sight. It was over for so many others that land had been plundered. And it looked like the evening before the last time they would enjoy life as they knew it. A man by the name of Sir Winston Churchill stood before british parliament national and international military leaders to give what was assumed to be a final address before all hell broke loose and at this final address a man given to words after the french army had been torn apart the belgian army completely lost and most of the allied fortified lines had been torn Mining districts and valuable districts on the coast had been overtaken, and they were most certainly in the hands of the enemy and had been abandoned. But here he stood at lectern while the war machine, guns ablazing, was pressing toward him. It was on this evening that he stood while the world was crumbling and delivered the speech that turned out not to be the end but the beginning. I want to read you just a piece of that speech. Quote, I have myself full confidence that if everyone does their job and neglects nothing, if the best arrangements are made and they are being made, we will prove ourselves once again able to defend our island home." And to ride out this storm of war and outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary, for years, if necessary, all by ourselves. At any rate, this is what we're going to try to do. This is a resolve of His Majesty's government and everyone in it. It is the will of Parliament and the nation, the British Empire, the French Republic, linked together in cause and in need. We will defend to the death our native soil. We will help each other like good comrades to the utmost of our strengths. Large tracts of Europe, old and famous states have fallen or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo momentarily. And this Nazi rule will oppress us, but we will not flag, we will not fail. We will go on to the end. And we'll fight in France and we'll fight on the seas and we'll fight in the oceans and we'll fight with growing confidence and strength. In the air we'll defend our island at whatever the cost may be. We'll fight on the beaches, we'll fight on the land, we'll fight in the ground, we'll fight in the fields, we'll fight in the street, we'll fight in the hills. But we shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not believe, but for a moment this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starved out by the empire of the enemies. We would be rescued from beyond the seas and guarded by fleets. And we would carry on the struggle until in God's good time the new world with all of its power and might steps forward to rescue the liberation of the old. But the line that changed it all, we will never surrender. We will not back down. We will not back... Let me tell you something. The work of the adversary... And Daniel saw it coming on the end time church... He said the devil is not going to send perverted idiots to try to pervert stuff. The enemy of the soul is not going to come in and try to confuse things politically. He's going to wear out the people of God. That's the spirit of the enemy is to get them so tired. All they can do is anchor themselves. Oh, we used to have church way back in the day. Oh, remember how it used to be? Oh, remember all the mess up. Remember Get us anchored and so worn out we couldn't go forward. That's the work of the adversary. Daniel said, pay attention to it. It's happening in the end time. He will seek to wear out the saints. But Daniel said, parallel to watching the spirit of the Antichrist, wear out the saints of God. He said, there would be a people who do know their God. And while all hell is breaking loose, they would be strong and work mightily because they are connected to the way forward. I'm not talking about what used to happen. I'm talking about what's fixing to happen in your house. I don't look backward. I look forward. I'm pressing toward the mark in the courts of the king. I wish I could get some church folk for Just a moment to say, I'm going there. I'm going there. The way forward. I've come to summon the words of prophets of old and the counsel of the kingdom of God. You might be looking at situations and frustrations and wondering how it's going to work out. And it might look bleak and it may look overwhelming, but there's a breakthrough coming. And there's a breakthrough on the enemy lines coming to your house. I want to prophesy to you the way forward. I heard an old-time singer one time on the south side in Chattanooga where I got kind of growed up a little bit. And I heard him on some Thursday night prayer meeting. and got up. It took him 15 minutes to stand up, but on his way up, he started singing I don't feel no way. high I've come too far from where I started from I wish I could get somebody that had some kind of an old time faith that said I ain't staying here you can do whatever you want to you can pity yourself and sit there in your sad sack all by yourself I'm moving forward There are no, and this might make some of y'all theologically nervous, I don't know. But hell might have some backup plans, but heaven has no backup plan. You'll never hear Jesus say something like, I go to prepare a place for you. At least least that was the original plan. But in case that doesn't happen, (laughs) because in case gas prices or COVID or something, then we have a plan B. And in any case that then we have a plan C. You'll never hear him say that. He said, I'm going to prepare a place and I ain't going to let hell with both hands do a nothing to it. <laughs> there are no backup plans. You'll never hear him. You'll never hear him say. Everything should go along as planned, but just in case it doesn't. Send Michael and the warring angels. You'll never hear him say stuff like that. There are no backup plans in the kingdom of heaven. There's no such thing as retreat or surrender. And hell will stop at nothing to weary us from those absolutely fixed facts in eternity. There are no backup plans in heaven. I I want to bring your attention to a a story in the Old Testament. Because Israel as a people, the people of God, they were progressing. They were being blessed. They were multiplying. And there was a particular king who who was envious of them. And so there was a very popular uh, prophet at the time. See, you can be gifted and not necessarily in alignment with the things of God. And so they hired this prophet guy named Balaam. And they hired him because everything he said happened. So they said, Tell you what we'd like for you to do. Sneak up on the ridge because they're moving. All of the people of Israel are moving. Sneak up on the ridge and get that gift to working. And say something negative over them. Because negativity will affect their direction. And if you can get the word to stick on them, it will turn them into chaos within. So, hear the prophet. Gets up on the ridge of the hill and sees Israel moving in a Godward direction. Now the enemy doesn't like it. So they have hired this prophet just to speak something spiritually negative and make it stick. Prophesy over. So he did his deal. Hicaba haka And he reared back to drop the word on him. And when he did, a blessing flew out of his mouth. So he went back to report to his employers. How'd it go? Did you mess with him? Did the negative attitude work? Did the gossip work? Did you get the spiritual word to stick to him? And He said, I'm sorry. I've worked in this gift for 50-something years and I've never seen anything like it, but when I opened my mouth, the only thing would come out is blessing. So they had a board meeting. And then at the board meeting, they decided, tell you what, do. Uh, See, when they travel, all the messed up folks that that have made mistakes or they've got physical ailments and all the kids with behavioral issues are all at the back of the tribe. See, these are the weak folk, and you can mess with them. And so you ought to be able to go, and, and they represent the past of Israel. So Hale said, well, you can't do anything with a forward motion. Just mess with the pass and get the little distraction going there. So Balaam went back. And he found the weakest part of the nation. And he spoke over them. And here come the Lord. I'm going to paraphrase, but this is basically what happened. He drops the word on me. He's getting ready, doing his thing. And the Lord said, hold it just a moment. Because this was the people of Jacob. And they do come from an awful background. You're absolutely right. But they'll never do anything that will be beyond my reach. And so the only thing I'm going to let you do is bless them. So blessed is this seed today. And blessed is their future. And blessed is everything about them. So even messing with the past. God made them speak to the way forward. Mom, let me tell you what's happening here right now. There is a word being put in your mouth right now through the permission and the power of the presence of God. You, that you, you, that today might be your first day in the house of the Lord. You might be saying, brother, you don't know how messed up I am. Lord. This is what I love about the grace of God. People always ask me, you, were you raised in church <laughs> is that what you think? Oh yeah, I mean we know you were. Oh God. <laughs> no, I wasn't raised in church, but as far as the presence of God is concerned, as far as the grace of God is concerned, I've spent my ever whole life in it. That's right. I don't care if it's your first day in. You open your mouth and God, by his permission, his blood, his power, his grace, put the word in and say, the enemy can't say nothing to destroy you now. We're moving forward from this day. We're moving forward. I don't care how many times you've messed up. I don't care how many mistakes you've made, whether they were moral, emotional, physical. I don't care what they were. You open your mouth and say, God, I'm following you the way forward. And I profess my life in alignment with the grace and the glory and the power of God. Enemy always wants to get us to focus on what's behind us. Always focus in reverse. You start getting messed up and jacked up in your thinking. And the first thing that comes to your mind is, remember when? Y'all ever hang out with people? And that's all they do is bring up, well, remember when she said. Remember when he said. And they try to dig junk up. All you got to do. See, sometimes people, we always say, well, you're known by the company you keep. And that's only part true because the other part is sometimes you get known by a company that keeps you. And they keep you in bondage and they, they get aligning in themselves with you real closely so that they can speak something into your life and you'll accept it because of a relationship. I'll tell you, it's easily broken. Just, I'm sorry, but I ain't hanging out with you anymore. And uh, I have a crude term for it so that people remember it. But when people start pulling that junk in your life, it is as if they're puking on you. This is as crude as it can be. I saw some of y'all's faces like, oh. It's true. It's exactly what it looks like in the courts of God. And hey, I don't need you puking in my lap. I tell three or four of y'all, got and the rest of y'all are like, oh, that's just so offensive on Sunday morning. But I, I've had to tell people that because... One time, we went to go do a work, and it was a work of God. I was sitting in the office preparing, and this brother broke into the office. I mean, like, bang, get the door. And uh, I want to have a word with you. Well, I was praying, trying to get ready for church service, and had not had a complete cup of coffee. (laughs) And it just immediately hit me the wrong way. I'm going to talk to you, preacher. And I said, well... Talk to me when I'm done preaching. I'm going to talk to you right now. I mean, he started running his mouth. And for a minute, the part of me that didn't stay underwater real long when I was baptized, <laughs> I stood up and puffed up and said, I'm going to tell you something right now. And then I thought, oh, Jesus, 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 because he was a big old guy. <laughs> but I was ticked, and so I thought, "How? And I, I said, let me tell you something right now. You're not going to puke in my lap before I bring out the holy word of God. I'm not coming into bondage to your junk. Do you understand me? And he, he said, you realize I'm an elder? I said, you ain't no elder of mine. You have no spiritual authority. I'm older. I said, I don't care if you're old as Methuselah. You don't have power to speak junk over me. And he kind of backed up. I said, "You, your whole family tormented because all y'all can do is live in the past. I'm not staying in the past. I'm here because God wants to take somebody forward. And he just kind of cowered and walked out. And I realized it wasn't a man. It was a spirit. It was a mentality. And sometimes you need to stand up and say, I know my family doesn't want to see me get spiritual from this Sunday forward. But it's fixing to happen. And I know there's somebody sitting here today that you got your condemning eye on me because you don't want to see me shout. Well, here. Hold my coat just a moment because I'm fixing a shout all over this house. I ain't staying there. There is a way I wish I could get some church folk to say, I'm walking into it right now and I'm not going back. I'm not going back. You got to get bold. You gotta get bold in the face of adversity. Say, I'm not staying, it's trained behavior that keeps people in bondage. You gotta get untrained, retrained, properly trained in the courts of the king. Genesis chapter 12. The Lord appeared to Abram. Said, I will give you and your family the land that you're on right now. This belongs to you. You have a future here. Your promise is here. Abram, in response to the word of the Lord, built an altar. Because an altar is always the answer to forward motion. An altar is a place of prayer. It's a place of dedication and consecration and communication. And it is a place of sacrifice. You will go no farther than a place of prayer and dedication and consecration and sacrifice. I'm going to say it again. You will go no further than a place of prayer, consecration, dedication. And a place where you have absolutely fixed your heart. uh, And said I am not allowing anything. But I am sacrificing my time, my talents, my finances, my relationship, you will go no farther than until that altar is built. You can be as carnal as you want to and stay in the past as long as you want to. But if you're ready to see revival in 2024, you get an altar built and say, I'm going to respond to the word of God today. And I'm going to dedicate time and finance and family and relationship. And he built an altar there in response to the word of the Lord. And he was positioned thusly. East of him was Beth-El. You might recall it. That was the place of the great uh, wrestling match. The gate of heaven. Where heaven was touched down on earth. And there was access to supernatural. He was there juxtaposed. To the opposite direction was Ai. Now there wasn't a lot there in Ai. As a matter of fact, at that time, many scholars believed it was nothing but a trash heap and a junkyard. So here's Abram standing equidistant between a junkyard and things that have been discarded into the past or the gate of heaven and supernatural opportunity. He could go either direction. Now the altar would would, would determine the ultimate direction for him and you know the rest of the story, but for us. We are equidistant right now between the things of God and going back to the same old, same old. You choose your direction. But let me read a little bit more of the scripture. He built an altar there right in the midst and prayed to the Lord. And Abraham journeyed and went on still toward the south. There was famine in the land. There were enemies in the land. But Abram went on anyhow. Now, what we see environmentally is it was not conducive to forward motion. But Abraham said, I'm not going to let drought keep me from the things of God I'm not going to let political opinion and ideology I'm not going to let people's opinion of me or my family or things that I've done I'm going on anyhow that let the reader know there was opposition but he moved and there were enemies in the land there were not. I know it's hard to believe that there would be somebody that exists that doesn't like me but they're out there somewhere and every now and again they'll raise their head and I go on anyhow because I'm not living for them I'm living for him. Oh, I feel something trying to get loose in here right now. And some of y'all have spent so long mentally and emotionally overwhelmed. You can't seem to get it. So I'm just going to speak it in the atmosphere right now. So as you don't start heading in the wrong direction. You got your altar set. You got your sacrifice set. And you're ready to make your dedication for the year. Then you just get on your feet and say, As for me and my house, we're going to worship God. And it starts right now. There's going to be a shout come out of this building that hell will never forget. There's going to be a shout come out of my life right now. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to let the enemy know I ain't turning back I'm turning around I am not going to cower And I'm going to walk gloriously I wish I could get some church folk Just for a moment right where you are I want you just to shout to God That's all right, honey Just dance a little bit And say I am going to receive I'm going to walk in my liberty I'm going to walk in the joy And the strength of God Oh come on somebody Just take a moment right now He went on anyhow. He went on anyhow. Everything in you said, go ahead and sit back down. But there's something inside of you said, don't sit down yet. We're just getting started. Don't just cower back into that same old routine. This is Revival 2024 at Praise Temple in Madisonville, Kentucky. I'm not sitting back down. I'm walking into this thing. I am i feel something trying to get loose in some of y'all right now. You're so used to sitting there. You need to get out and break out of it right now and say, I know the way forward. I know the way to an altar. I know the way to deliverance. I know the way to joy. I know the way to the joy and the strength of the Lord. Somebody just give, get a hold of somebody near you and say, come on, let's stay here for just a moment. Uh-oh, mama got it. Y'all better look out. You can stay there if you want to. you got a a trash heap in the past the same distance as it is to the gates of heaven. You make the choice right now. Yeah, there's enemies there. Yeah, there's drought there. And you know what? Something bad might happen over the next few weeks. So you can sit back and say, I don't want to get caught up in that. Or say, you know what? I don't care what happened. I have made my call and my determination right now. I know the way forward and I'm marching into it. Some of y'all walking into this right now. Some of y'all walking into this altar right now. I'll tell you what's happening to you. You have just built an altar. And all of your enemies falling on their faces. Understand this is a child of the most high God. Who knows the way forward. You're walking into restoration. You're walking into recuperation. You're walking into a prophetic anointing. An anointing that comes from the courts of God. And God said I've been waiting on this moment. I've been waiting for 2024. For this moment right here. I wish I could get somebody just to shout unto the Lord and say God I'm finding my way forward I'm leaning on the everlasting arm I'm leaning on I'm pressing my way into the courts of the king And I'm not turning back I'm not turning back My enemies behind me Put them in the dust I will never surrender I'm not giving up my prayers I'm not giving up what I believed in I'm not giving up what I have hoped for I wish I could get somebody right now Get a hold of somebody And I want you to shout to the courts of the king I want you to shout victory right now This is a way forward. to get loose here in Madisonville, Kentucky. You might as well just let it go right now. We don't need three days to walk into this thing. We don't need just take it right now. Don't wait till the valley's is over. Shout. Shout right now. Somebody, just get a hold of somebody and shout all over this place. Somebody next to you right now. Pray with somebody next to you. There's breakthrough trying to happen for some folks right now. Get a hold up and start praying.